indicated so if you can't hear this is the gesture I generally look scan around so if somebody's doing that I'll try to get my voice up I've been teaching for 37 years it's wearing out (laughs) it's not as loud as it used to be but I can make an effort sometimes when I'm teaching I kind of reflecting and the voice tone drops so I please feel please to indicate because I want you to hear it <clears throat> and if to other people it sounds like I'm shouting at them just understand <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about <clears throat> so those of you here yesterday uh, is to recollect how that was for you and where it left you and uh, what happened when you left here where you're able to this is not an interrogation but how did how was the evening you know is it uh anything change, anything shift, what do you feel like uh, what seemed worth doing or not doing just to notice to yourself how these uh, practices and teachings can integrate because we are you know, you know there's certainly this amount of informing that's needed and we have a specific experience in here that one can go away with and perhaps have learnt something from but ideally what we're looking at really is the possibility of transformation not of the I am having some new stuff to think about (laughs) but actually a transformation of one's inclinations one's instincts, one's intuitions one's impressions and so just to follow that, follow the lead if one's the end of retreat you do feel like so I don't feel like that anymore right not interested in that do you have the opportunity to follow up what your citta is suggesting <coughs> yeah. saying enough of that I'd sooner have this right now so we don't go back to our I am habits however you know they may be and however you know, blameless they may be we're not looking really at blame or, or um, anything like that but just what fits what's fitting and this in a way is a a responsibility for all of us you know particularly if your iron package is going quite nicely (laughs) which often it isn't (laughs) it's got some good bits and some rough patches but you know even a good one you know you think well yeah is there anything you know listen more closely and check the reflexes check the of course check the jump check the impulse just check it don't say yes or no just allow yourself those pauses and what's happening <coughs> what's 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 interesting me now what's moving me now get to know it and feel it more fully so that you're you know we all have a, and have to have a personality and an I am or as, as our, our manifestation in this world but the idea is you, you keep you don't let it lead you you keep tuning it overhauling it it's like a vehicle it needs servicing you know? take the wheels off you come to retreat you should take the wheels off you know you take the whole thing apart and clean it up and then you can put what you want back in again you know? so this is the ongoing uh, I would suggest responsibility it's a heavy word but uh if you really care about your heart, your awareness, your purity, your, your this what I'm talking about, your presence, your wholeness, if you really care about that, then you do have responsibility to keep checking in with it. <coughs> yeah. Check in with it and don't let your personhood override it. And so certainly when the scenario changes you know, we're out of this and then we go, oh, well, here I am again going home or, wait a minute, this is the time when we needs to be specifically, you know, I don't say cautious, but vigilant. You know, now, for a monk, you've got the advantage, is you're always, more or less, in some training situation. So, yeah. But for people in the general world, you know, you come from a quite closely monitored situation into a pretty, you know, random stuff. And that's where you do, 
know, nobody can guide you through that, <laughs> really, because it's so random. And nobody else knows what triggers you, where your touchy points are or your issues are. You know, but nobody else can know that. So it's your, your learning curve, your learning ground. And really it's not, <laughs> there's no system to do that, <laughs> apart from to check and to pause and to step back and to listen and to try, just explore, negotiate. Is this right? Is this comfortable? Do I need this? Do I want this? How is this? What's happening? You know? And that's not by no means negation, it's just fine, that's what's happening. Good, great. Now I know what's happening, I'm really with that very full response. Not certain, wait. Definitely not interested, not obliged to. Not obliged to be, you know, that ongoing personality. So, you know, really reflect on that when we, particularly when we leave today. Yeah. So, yeah, my my evening was rather undramatic. <laughs> so, get back to the house. I'm staying with some good friends. I sit there and drink hot liquid. <laughs> kind of looking at a book of paintings. My eyes rested on that. Uh, an hour or so, enough. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just go sit, sit upstairs, look out the window into the night. And, you know, it's it's a it's a high charged experience teaching retreat. I don't regret it. I want to do it, but it's a high charged experience. And I check in with my chitta. Yeah, I want to do this. Well, that does mean at the end of it, you know, it's likely you just want to look out the window, not say anything to anybody. <laughs> and you follow it. It's not socially gracious, but generally with you with dumber friends, they understand. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a little example. I'm not always like this. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I can't be always like this. You know, but you can have these obligation. Uh, what I'm going to be talking about today really are these, might say, perceptual, emotional, intuitive messages or signals. And I'll try to give more about that. Right here. And these can be have certain codes of obligation. People want me to. I have to. Women are supposed to. Monks should be. I should be. My kids want me to. My mother want me to. And these can, or just not even a name, just this feeling I ought to. Uh, probably, you know. So these are things you want to check in with, because these send, start to send signals that mean at that time, your chitta is secondary to the signal. So, in other words, your sense of wholeness or presence, you know, balance, that comes second. First thing is this signal, obligation. Right? That's one signal. There, is, there are quite a few. The signal comes first. The wholeness it takes a little bit more time to check in with wholeness. It takes time to establish <coughs> it, presence, balance. You know? It can take a lot, quite a while to establish it, even when you're trained in establishing, just to go back to that. So the first thing that comes is the signal, okay, I'll do that. Hmm. This is uh, not good.
who is that? <coughs> who's telling you? <coughs> what would it take to go against that signal? Fear of blame, fear of being rejected, fear of not being good enough, fear of looking like a fool, inadequate, you know, lazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Signal. Where did that one come from? So we just... And meanwhile, something that can be carefully established that makes us really realise this is not a construction, this is something I'm opening into, quite precious, where a sense of balance, wholeness, presence is there, that is secondary. <laughs> you know, to this. Not good. Because, you know, this is where we lose touch with ourselves, you might say. Lose touch with our hearts, our awareness. Lose touch with this quality that I've called the I before the I am. It's a subjective quality, and you can only experience it subjectively. All the words I use may help you to remember that. Yeah. But you can feel your, you can feel being that, but you can never really discern it as an object. You can discern how it affects your body. You know, your body feels suddenly different. You can discern how it affects your mind and heart. Perhaps your emotional emotions change, your thinking slows down or something. But you can't really discern what's doing that. It's a sense of something, you know, or... This is what I'm referring to. And it takes time to establish that, and not just establish, but also to realise it's not a fluke experience. (laughs) This is actually ground norm. Everything else is built upon that, constructed (coughs) upon that basis. And as you... You do recognise, I'm sure, the nature of the constructed, thinking, habits, attitudes, perceptions, impressions, phobias, addictions, the constructed. They're they're temporary, they're changing, they're moving, a lot of juice, they rush up. Sometimes they become extremely stressful and you have to really work at (coughs) chilling them out, calming them down cooling it down, relaxing it, easing it, you know, overcoming the negativity and the aversion to oneself and the feeling of inadequacy and the self-criticism, just working with that. It takes time to get those things to quiet and even to get some space from them. Yeah. That's the constructed. And, it, you know, and then there's something unconstructed. And the constructed, for an average person, is, oh yeah, is the self. For the aspirant, the constructed is beginning to re- be recognised as, I don't, this is not so good, and I don't feel so good about this one. And then, I think I can do something about it. <laughs> I could check that generally because some habits become so corrosive that you can't bear them anymore. (laughs) So, no, I've got to do something about this. So you start to get some, and you realise you can. This is an enormous breakthrough where confidence and faith arise that you can have some say over the I am and the I am can change. Now, we don't want to just have another I am, which is sort of tidied up a bit. That's better than nothing, sure. But when you've got the potential for change, <laughs> you want to be able to realise something that's not I am at all. Not just have another one. Because even another one, sooner or later, is going to get into these stuck places. And the stuck places are essentially that the I am the set of assumptions, values, qualities, attitudes, energies yeah. are seen or experienced as 
something I operate through I rely upon and in that I, I, I don't listen to other people really who've got their own I am's or I listen to them through oh well she's got a problem there she goes <laughs> you know I condone <laughs> or I criticise or I compare <laughs> you know I, 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 I do what's good for them I sort them out <laughs> tell them what's wrong with them sort them out and then they get they get annoyed with me <laughs> they call me bossy <laughs> and intrusive but, but I'm trying to do help them out so and that's even when you're, it's doing good but of course we can notice these I am's can do some pretty um, horrible things sometimes knowing they're horrible because you deserve it it's good for you anyway or not knowing they're horrible condoning, patronising so this is and of course this is huge stories can evolve from that imperialism conquest sail a boat around somebody else's country decide it's yours and they decide you'll civilise them for their welfare <laughs> so they too can benefit from <laughs> your civilization. Now this is on the great uh, Britain particularly you know, imperialist so much better than everybody else yeah so, uh, and you know, probably quite a few people think they were in some ways helping to get people on the right path. Christianity also. You know, get people on the right path for their welfare. Burn them at a stake, in fact, so their souls go to heaven. You know, it's, uh, regrettable, but necessary. So, you know... <laughs> What is all this about? Where does it begin? <clears throat> so today we'll be <laughs> uh, the aggregates, really, and because this isn't, isn't a particularly e- immediately easy uh, reference for people, aggregates is not is generally something you mix with cement. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll uh, respectfully, you know, put that aside, and instead I'll f- focus prim- on two particular aggregates, and I'll try to make them a little more user-friendly. So the aggregates I'll be focusing on specific, well, three: feeling, basically, it's not what I feel about you, but just the quality of pleasure or displeasure. Very simple. Yeah, it's not emotion, it's, it's just feeling. And uh, what's called sanya, perception, which means the immediate impression that arises. You see something, oh, apple. You see something, oh, Joseph. You see something, oh, you know. That immediate flash, it's a global overall recognition before we go into the details. And perception rises and then based upon perception this other ex- experience called activation <coughs> sankara different words translate that uh, here I'll just use activation it means something gets switches on and we act we go for it we analyse it some significant det- deter action starts to occur we experience something there's a flash of recognition and then there's an impulse to do something, to engage with it, to go into it, to dismiss it, to move away, to go into it, to analyse it, to favour it, to decide what to do with it, yeah. to operate in terms of 
good will or aversion or greed or generosity flash we see something flash we get it and boom there's an activation sankara and these are the systems we work through they're not evil um, sometimes they are but the, the systems these are the generated systems they're generated you know because you imagine you know if you newborn baby you show them an apple they don't necessarily know what it is after a year or so they will that's why when you're a little toddler and I was a little toddler go around putting bits of coal in my mouth my mother said no you don't eat coal you don't know you know now after a while I didn't need to know to be told that but first of all you see mostly little kids feed tiny tots you've got two things you touch something and you put it in your mouth because <laughs> that's what you that's what you want to do as a baby you need feeding so, so they say don't do that you know don't take the top off the bleach bottle you know so they have all <laughs> kinds of things because right because kids will do that and take a hit <laughs> can't read <laughs> so bottle means something nice to drink that's the perception when you're two you know, nice fruit juice or pop or soda or something so, so you don't know can of bleach no bottle equals drink it <laughs> But over time, your perceptual categories get more and more refined, and yeah, some of you do, some of you don't. This, 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 this. So that's that's perception, and they're they're generated, they're created, and they're created through experience because there's so many of much experience. A lot of them are created by other people. Tell us, don't do that. You don't have to go through the whole thing. Somebody tells you, and you trust them. <laughs> <laughs> This is really <laughs> aha, <laughs> and there's an aha moment because <laughs> yeah, with bottles of bleach, that's pretty that's pretty standard. But um, you know, messages about other people, how you should dress, how to behave, uh, you get instructed in those, and maybe that is their opinion, or you know, it's something that so all perception is is an immediate thing Mm -hmm. but it's all created either through his own experience or through the information, the education the grooming, the programming of other people and by and large because we suddenly arise in a very complex world a considerable amount of our perceptual programming is going to come through other people or the group or the collective or the newspaper or the television or yeah how much of that can you trust and so secondly upon that perceptual imprint then the activation starts and these also are generated uh-huh. yeah. what to do when that occurs and uh, many of these are quite instinctive you hear a bang and you run yeah. sometimes it's the wrong thing to do you trample each other panic trying to get out of something <coughs> But that's that's a generated reflex generated by by nature, by the body. And you can get other reflexes generated through your own experience. This is what to do when this buzzer sounds, this is what to do when this person says this, this is what to do when the clock is doing that, and so on. Or by again by the information and of others many situations a lot of the information or the program others is to act quickly to act as quickly as possible to you know particularly in terms of any kind of work or something meaningful something then you should do it as promptly as quickly as possible so this is a very strong social condition 
So your, your, your activation system is not just tuned, uh, taught what to do, it's also taught at what speed to do it. <laughs> and, by, and quite a lot of this is getting faster. The aim is to get faster so that you can do the right thing as quickly as possible to get on to the next thing. Yeah. And my personal experience is faster, generally stupider. <laughs> faster, less time to check in with what about how am I with that? Is that correct? If I take it to my heart, what do I feel about that? If I take that into presence, does that something I really want to give a lot of energy to? Faster means all that cut out, signal, go. <laughs> you know, so so much so that when nobody else is telling me, still that's the that's the speed I could be operating at. It's it's been programmed to operate at that particular speed. Yeah. These so these two. Well, feeling, perception, and sankara or activations, and the net aggregation, which really means that certain things are welded together, stuck together. The aggregation, though, is called is is the I am. That's the mode I operate in, even though I didn't even create it. And even though a lot of it's created just upon bias, prejudice, assumption, notions, it's it's glued together. And it's glued together with a certain intensity of gluing. That means when I challenge it, it doesn't like it. Because it doesn't know what it's like to not be glued. <laughs> and there's the disorientation. my compulsion alarms me but my non-compulsion scares me (laughs) because I feel what am I supposed to how am I am I right, wrong, am I good, bad am I stupid, you know I can't find the judgments (laughs) because of course the non-compulsive you can't the judging is a compulsion so when you get into non-compulsive, you can't really judge it as good or bad or right or wrong. And you have to sit in it. Feel your body in it. Notice the effects. It's dying down. I want to be here more often. That's all you know. <laughs> and uh, checking in with that so of course you know in your daily life this may seem a long uh, a big thing to ask <coughs> but that makes it even more important to <coughs> well specifically spend time um, both acknowledging the I am's without adding judgment blame, hurry up and change to something else without adding more of that stuff to it how it is be aware of it with openness, compassion and then start to see where the places are particularly extremely unpleasant you know, very frazzled or sore can those you know the ones you really don't like first of all (laughs) start to ease up on those I don't have to be scared I don't have to apologise for my existence I don't have to constantly feel unwelcome I don't have to tell everybody else what to do you know I don't have to oblige to be da 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 just pause feel your body come into your body this is using body as refuge <coughs> so that the the internal body or the internal 
internalization of body consciousness acts as a you know if there's anything if there's anything you can trust you know where you're going to find it really where you know <coughs> me somebody else book you got this and you can feel the feeling of the experience of it and it happens yeah and it, it brings you to a place you want to be at you've got to trust it you know, say well okay I'll, I'll find out but this is not a bad place to start yeah. so you know you, you really start to use that and around these uh, activations first thing feel like I you know defining myself criticizing myself criticizing others whatever okay how is that no you shouldn't do it how is that coming into your body feeling how it's energized your body because activations play out on your body yeah so this is something again of great uh key and a great thing to know the activation sankara's cross body mind yeah so you can feel yourself rising up in your eyes closing your chest tightening your belly going cold going hot losing your feet you know wow what's happening and then going back into the place of wholeness and feeling what happens maintaining that whole body presence so that activation then is checked it's not added to and as we come into wholeness it can its energies can change there's <coughs> often be a draining effect and there's been no complaining or criticism it's just that's fine let's hold that So we, we do this. That's my encouragement um, as, a, as definitely a practice until it can be the case that you've really understood that particular voice of going, got to do this. I've tested this, done field work on this for quite a few times now, and it's really wrong. <laughs> it does not do me good. It is unnecessary. It's compulsive. I'm also hooked on it. I've got to really, you know, look at situations where that can occur and start to limit them or check them or have some way of protecting myself from those experiences, from that triggering. Don't need any more of that. It's like when you're an addict, first thing to know is you're addicted. (laughs) And then you can't touch the bottle. (laughs) I'm putting this very strongly because this is... These aren't necessarily, you know, poison. They are poisons. And uh, so then we, then you know, as you begin to the self-criticism, feeling inadequate, feeling, you know, feeling superior, feeling inferior, and the act, the compulsions that come upon those. Then you go back to what we say, the feeling. But actually, the feeling is the perception, the impression, the self-impression of I am. Check that, or the self, or the impression of others, or the impression of what needs to be done. The immediate flash we get when our mind names something, forms a classification of something. Right? This is Betsy. Right. Got my thing to do with her. Uh, People, but not just people, but. This is my house, I need to do this. This is my job, I do it this way. This is my... Yeah. Anything that is mine or that I am in. So we don't necessarily notice that I'mness. We notice the thing which needs, which ought to, 
and we don't notice the I'mness of it. But the I'mness is the most important bit. <laughs> because that's where the habits are embedded. Not in the car or the person or the job or the whatever, but in the the I'mness which is called clinging. Not to say we shouldn't have friends, partners, cars, whatever, but then how to live lightly with that without this I'mness going on. But which so <clears throat> that flash and the assumption that that immediate flash has given me total 100% truth I'm biased (laughs) 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 it's ludicrous isn't it (laughs) you could get it in one like a flash 100% truth unbiased, unvarnished so I'll act on that (laughs) you know and this is where all these perceptual biases, racism, gender, you know, what you name it, all occurs on that flash moment that we didn't check. That we check. And we check the perception that comes up when I look at myself or think of myself or look in the mirror or, you know, that's a perception likelihood is the some some truth in it at least subjectively I'm frightened I don't know I feel awkward I feel uncertain probably that's there I don't like that though so instead I jump to some kind of conclusion (laughs) an easy one Because that uncertainty is uncomfortable for the I am. The I am wants to be nice, aggregate, clung, stuck together. But check it out. Truth of the matter is, perception is always, you know, biased subjective a ballpark beginning uh, at best a culturally conditioned impression fair enough that's what we've got to work with but instead we pause check and say and then instead of basing our action purely upon the perception itself we base direction upon what as I enter wholeness what is of value in terms of intention what is respectful myself and others in terms of intention what is kindly what is undeceptive what is undemanding you name it you know once you get there you know instead of acting upon I'm going to act from there because that's more core that's as, that's probably as good as I can get you know and you know as I act upon that I check how is that yeah. and particularly you know with other people I don't know you check how is that this kind of process called negotiating contact okay. so we check perception because that's really our, where we begin perception is based upon contact okay. contact is both we might say sense contact that is something strikes my eye something strikes my ear something touches my body something hits my my brain, my thought oh, dong, bell goes off 
that's that's the first moment that's called designation contact oh, no resistance impression or the first impact impression and secondly there's what's called designation contact which means this means the bell means fire alarm the bell means phone's going off okay somebody else's phone not mine fine end of topic somebody, else, um, somebody else's phone I can get stop blaming them my phone oh well <laughs> just an accident <laughs> designation impression that's the second kind of contact where it's not just hits us but we get a meaning and this meaning is karmically established established through acquired learning what a phone what that bell means it doesn't just mean sound like a bird singing it means some activate that's what it means it means activate switch the phone off or activate rush out of the room or, or what or yeah so these two are the basis of perception <coughs> really the basis you can't have it without that but this is happening all the time that is as soon as there is eye contact ear contact body contact cognition contact there's going to be that hit and then the interpretation cannot be any other way there's a tension and then we must know we are in uncertain territory and this is where we check the activations we can't necessarily check the perception that's the way I've learnt it, that's the way it is to me you know, dogs I feel frightened of, that's the way it is And but I can at least check I don't have to run away I've learnt put that aside you know, and so forth so you, you start to retrain your activations and over time those begin to recondition the designations so you know okay so spiders spiders creepy crawly nasty crawly things <laughs> running over my hand ooh, ooh. spider kill it smash dice <laughs> perception of little running things scuttling along erratically could jump on me and run up my leg or something don't like that perception of understanding of little creature going its own way looking for some <laughs> grubs does not occur this thing is going to do me harm it's only an inch wide <laughs> and yet it's going to cause me bother right how ridiculous is that and yet ooh, you get that so you know I mean I, I think I had that perception established I don't know how or when and then but then living you know in places where you get quite a few spiders and spiders come in and you see this thing stuck in a sink or something and it's obviously struggling and you, if I turn the tap on it's going to drown it's going to struggle I can't do that whatever else I can't do that you know I can't kill the creature. Clearly, it's just panicking, trying to get out. Don't like this thing. <laughs> well, okay, I'll just get a little bit of cloth under it or something, and help it out. And then it falls off the cloth, and you end up grabbing. <laughs> oh, suddenly, it's it's pathetic little creature looking for solace. So you hold it carefully, and you take it out, saying, "Oh, it wasn't." You know, your perception changes because the, the, your activation was reconditioned towards compassion and concern. And eventually you took the risk <laughs> of having something you didn't quite like happen, but you know, you, you take it out. So, okay. And then you see them differently. So it, it can change. Right? Yeah. but you, these are the things you start to work on but to recognise 
once we establish and really train ourselves in strong values that tend to override my perceptual preferences then the perceptual preferences themselves get reconfigured I think um, you know, 37, I've been teaching 37 years 40 years ago you probably thought I was a rather shy person who didn't, wouldn't feel like they wanted to say anything in public and you'd have been correct <laughs> <laughs> but you know you, you, you know there's a certain gratitude and respect and wish and it keep, overrides until eventually that thing changes. Don't see people in the same way. Uh, don't experience oneself in the same way. Don't even think about myself very much. Perception of I am is rather fuzzy. <clears throat> and that hasn't come through smashing my ego, but just through acting inappropriately as best one can with a sense of compassion and concern when it's asked for and that, you know, seems pretty as good, reliable a standard as possible you can get and it gradually starts to transform the person and even begin to make the person rather unknown to me it really is rather unknown to me do you know what I mean? I don't know who I am. <laughs> it surprises me sometimes. Because other people seem to know who I am. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you know, occasionally I get the impression of some kind of well-meaning old fellow who's pottering around not harming anyone. <laughs> That's about as good as it gets. <laughs> anyway, let's get down to some practice. <laughs> <coughs> so let's spend some time <coughs> one of what I would like to do today is um, <coughs> I think you've got some ideas there and you have certain energies that again we'll just get them back to common or garden language uh, thoughts memories emotions thoughts, memories, emotions cognitive process uh, when you're listening to a, your thought processes going on, try to just soften the focus on the actual words and pick up the emotional tone. Complaining, worried, uncertain, happy. Uh, what's it searching for? Searching for, you know, a clear point getting to the end of the se- its sentence where we'll know what to do or yeah, when our business will be finished when we'll have remembered what we need to remember when we've got the plan of action of how it should be it's trying to do that generally that's its aim and uh, yeah and occasionally it gets there and you get this little burst of, oh, and then the next one starts that's cognitive process try to get just the emotional tonality of it is it happy? Is it feeling inspired? Are certain anxieties coming up or pressures? Emotional tone. You get to the emotional tone. And that's the significant thing. Because that's where the, um, this whole activation process begins. It can result in cognitive stuff, but it begins in just this emotional t- mental tonality. And if you're not certain what that mental tonality is, listen and then try to feel what's happening in your body or what parts of your body are energised when you're thinking. Do you feel your fingers, your hands, your back, your legs, or is it mostly your eyes and your throat? Head. Check it out. How is the body when you're thinking? (coughs) 
and see if you can come into the whole body presence of the whole body as a felt experience seeing the effect on witnessing the effect on your thinking you may then realise oh I feel rather worried I didn't know that (laughs) because often we don't or I can't even name it but it just feels very speedy speedy okay that's good enough speedy or spiralling round looking for something uncertainty there's a tonality there one can be quite brisk one can be sort of less brisk more slow and turning and spiralling one could be briskly rushing forward so you can get a kind of half impression of that and then and how does it feel to be with that whole body as you do so does it does it unaggregate does it open into something else these aggregates are glued together so as they start to unglue it looks differently but that's not necessarily the end of the story because it could unglue a bit more it looked different that may not be the end of the story maybe it could oh yeah so even it just gives a little bit keeps staying with it see it change it went from you know anxiety to sadness to anger to disappointment to frustration to tiredness to acceptance to peace follow the process